I don't want to listen to all of that <laughs> in hopes of getting a show intro. <laughs> it's just eight minutes of me blabbing one-sidedly. How's it going, eh? It's going fine. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, can't complain, really. It's a cloudy Ooh. day. What do I have to be uh, upset about? Actually, I have a few things to be upset about, but the weather is not one of them. The biggest one is the Yogg's cast issues, but I'm probably the only one who makes or listens to the show that knows about that. Fair enough. Unless you're into British gamer YouTubers. 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 You, you wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, little girl knows how to spell YouTube, or at least part of it. She loves to shout out, why are you YouTube? <laughs> She sees so many, you know, so many things on there. Uh -huh. Why are you YouTube? Okay, comes out big logo on the TV there. Should mm -hmm. be, should be uh, in ads for them. Oh, hey, that, that's a good revenue stream. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exploit those sure. kids. Absolutely, put the money in a trust fund. <laughs> Quote unquote. Until she's twenty-one, yeah. that we can raid. Yeah. <laughs> well, you mean uh, adjudicate. Oh, nice. Excellent euphemism. <laughs> administer. Administer. There you go. Oh, indeed, yes. Or administrate. One of those. Yeah. I heard on the weather report this morning, we're supposed to get up into the high 80s by the weekend. Mm -hmm. They say, summer weather is looks like it's just around the corner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thinking, whoa, it's mid-July. A friend from down there just posted that it was a 117, I believe, in Phoenix. So Wow. Yesterday. Yeah. So I'm uh, thinking, all right, if you say so. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, it's going to get in the 90s. <laughs> have, have you talked to any more people who uh, have opinions about whether this means a late summer or an, or a harsh winter? I have not, no. Okay. So I've heard, like I said before, I think I've heard both things, and I don't know who to believe. Who knows? Mm -hmm. I haven't been here yep. long enough to have experience, but mm -hmm. I, it, I can't imagine it would be too harsh. It, it is highly unusual to have cloudy, rainy weather into mm -hmm. July this far, according to everyone yeah, I've heard. that is true. Huh. Yeah, it's usually much much warmer, right, uh, and drier. Yeah, July August mm -hmm. is completely cloud free uh, on a normal summer, or almost completely. Well, yeah, for several weeks anyway. Right. Yeah, it'll happen. Mm -hmm. August, I'm sure, will be blazing hot. Um, no, not so blazing if, now. Blazing if hot. it must. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if it must. It will. Mm -hmm. You don't get everything in this life. Oh, usually that's too bad. Sometimes you're very lucky. I, I'll give you that. There's <laughs> yeah. always some drawbacks. Some give, some take. Why didn't they tell me about this before? <laughs> Mother Nature, she's like she's like showbiz, a hideous bitch goddess. <laughs> Pretty on the outside, poison on the inside. Okay, like well, let's milk move on. I can't believe it, Bart. I'd always thought Jessica was so sweet. She's like a milk dudley's. Sweet on the outside, poison on the inside. Let's move on. <laughs> You're getting in too deep there. Uh, right, time to bring it bring it back up by saying you're listening to it's just called if you're still listening mm -hmm. <laughs> after that after my it's just called, rant it's just called two brothers is the uh, name of the podcast i'm marcus the one to send your email complaints to and i am james the one that will review said complaints right fire and me fire me if necessary them. Ooh, that doesn't well see then i'd have to change the stationary you would that's no good yeah that's what happens to the people at the top. That's like those those businesses that are, uh, you know, like Smith and Sons. Mm -hmm. And then they can just have to scratch out one of, right. one of the last Smith, S. Smith and Son. Yeah. <laughs> You're dead to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or well, if, he, if at some point it gets a, a daughter in there. Right. It's like Smith and Offspring. Co. It's Smith and Co. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Smith and Co. <laughs> hey. 
right. Yeah, that's a Lisa Simpson moment right there. Yeah. It's time for another edition of The Rural Report. Oh, The Rural Report. Okay. Farm life. Mm -hmm. Trademark on that why there. I was cleaning out the the dog kennel zone and uh, one of the dogs. (laughs) I'm glad you continued. (laughs) He was just, I mean, he shed a lot. He's a lean, mean, labby machine. Okay. But it's kind of amazing that a Labrador could shed that much. Mm. Amazing to me. There was a lot of hair in there. So I swept all that out and it was a little bit from our our other dog who is um, eh, probably a Samoyed mix. Was it like a... Was it like a winter, a fuzzy winter coat on the lab, or just the wiry um, stuff? No, he no. Well, it's soft. It's just, hmm. kind of like an undercoat mm-hmm. that comes out. You know, very fine stuff. But it's like, where is it coming from? Sure, because he's just sleek black on the outside, mm-hmm. and there's this other fluff that it, it keeps appearing. <laughs> but he is definitely leaner. Mm-hmm. It looks leaner now. Right. That uh, that he's dropped that coat. But <laughs> it was need some curry combs. Yeah, well, we have them. Yeah. Mm, okay. We, that's how we brush them out. Yeah. Comb, I would have expected that from the Samoyed. Yeah. Thick, luxurious woolen yeah. coat. Right. Anybody listening to Dog Grooming Tuck? So I'm holding a dog. It's like a 35-pound dog, like a Boston Terrier or something. I took a picture with the dog. Proof that I love dogs. And then I was done. I'm done with the dog. I feel you judging me. I'm judging me, too. This is a stupid story. This is a tale of woe. I'm done with the dog and an idiot, me. I just open. From here, I just open my arms and immediately I watched it falling. I was like, that doesn't look right. Because this dog didn't put its paws out to cushion the blow. He put his paws to the side like a goddamn adrenaline junkie skydiver trying to get the most juice out of the run. His arms flailed like an old man shooing mosquitoes at a company picnic. And then he greeted the earth with his face. Are you listening to me? He greeted the earth with his face. Do you know the sound of a dog crumbling into the earth? I do. It's terrible. It's like dropping a hairy baby. Everyone hates you. No redemption. Anyway, so I was cleaning all that out, sweeping all that out. And then I got to get the little web-catching broom to knock down all the spider webs. And whoa, there's a lot of spider webs in there. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up, I was just going to say, time is a relative thing. I'm kind of continually amazing. And I looked at my watch, and it was like two hours I was in there oh, wow. cleaning and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Dang, I didn't realize I was in there that long, mostly knocking down spider webs. That's akin to, to flow, the concept. Uh, Chicksent Mealy sort of elaborated on in his book, mm-hmm. Chicksent Mealy. What language are you speaking? I don't remember where he's from. Uh, it's I'll put it in the show notes, but yeah. I don't. Uh, that's only a vague recollection of <laughs> how to pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure if I go to YouTube, there'll be some interview where they announce uh, where they read his name. Yeah, but yeah. The the concept of flow refers to a state where you're focused on a particular task. Mm-hmm. And time seems to lose meaning. Yeah. So it goes by very fast or very slow. Usually it just goes by very fast and you don't notice. You're just mm-hmm. involved in doing the thing. And there's a, a sort of semi-state of bliss. <laughs> I don't know how blissful it was. It was more like, uh, as Megan said, I might need a, a, a shower mm-hmm. after all that. Because or right. else I'd, it, if she noticed me you know, running out screaming because of all the right. spiders dropping down on me from the ceiling. That I was... well, it's associated, associated with... 
uh, creative activities. So when you're doing mm -hmm. other things, it could it's a similar idea. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, and that's been the rural report. <laughs> okay. That might be all I got. So many spiders. That's fine. Your rural life is full of fur. I get it. Yeah, it is. Of, of <laughs> various types. Of various types. So I have no music share, and therefore you're oh. going to take advantage of that situation by having six music shares. <laughs> I wasn't planning on it, but I just, I, I, as a whim, before we started the show, I threw it out there saying, ha, we should maybe talk about my weird, you know, July playlist. Mm -hmm. um, this is just stuff that's caught my ear over the month that uh, has been so sticky, I have to put it on the list. Yeah. That's something that, I don't know, I actively listened to or that really grabbed my consciousness Mm -hmm. while I was doing it somehow. So these these are so far six songs. Usually I do, I don't know, three to eight, anywhere in there. It just depends on you know, what happens during the month. Um, mm -hmm. At work, you know, there's a variety of things that happen, but I don't always have time to go check what it is. Mm -hmm. And if I recognize it, uh, a lot of times it's not something that I would care to share because it's some mega hit or uh, something that I'm just bored by. Mm -hmm. So just every once in a while, it'll be something newish or something old that I haven't heard in ages. And that was the case uh, with, I think, all of these songs. The first being uh, Tall Ships Go by Big Country, mm -hmm. a remastered version. Right. And you're going to listen. We should make it clear. You're going to listen to a pieces of these as we go. Yeah. So you so, can remember, get a sense of what they are, that sort yeah. of stuff. I don't know that I knew this song before, uh -huh. but it sounds like big country. And, uh, yeah. Um, it's kind of a cool, hard-driving driving tune. It Got is. Some good guitar yeah. licks in there. It's a, little, it's a little harder than some of the other stuff, but they do mm -hmm. tend to be more, I guess I would say, noisy than people would think when remembering them. Yeah. Just the guitars are very in-your-face, and the, mm -hmm. the drums are booming, bass is busy. A lot of stuff going on, and it's... Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of distorted there that in, too, in yeah. a in a good way. You know, I sure. I should add that's their thing. Yeah, I should add. I really really loved this band when I was in high school. Not as much as 
my best friends at the time, <laughs> but I did enjoy and respect their musicianship. They were stellar musicians. And Stuart, the lead singer, uh, Stuart Adamson, a superb songwriter. Lots of stuff that was very wise and heartfelt and earnest, hmm. uh, which meant more to me, you know, as a teenager than it does now, but I still, I still am a sucker for it. I know mm -hmm. uh, some people get unsentimental as they get older. That's easy. It's it's fair. You, yeah. you, you get more cynical. But at the same time, I, I don't know, the emotional impact of life can can be intense. And I enjoy hearing about that in song. Mm -hmm. And I don't even, I, this is one of those that I just woke up with in my head. I mm. was having some dream and I woke up and this had nothing to do with the dream. But for some reason, just popped into my head. Bam, there it was. Yeah, thirty years ago. Fair enough. Okay. I don't know. What did you think? You mm -hmm. what did you think? Oh, I said it. Though? I said it's uh, sounds like big country. Oh, okay. Yeah, You're not a big fan. Hard drive. Hey, yeah, no, they're nice. Mm -hmm. They're fine. I, I like it when it's on. I don't seek them out, but uh, I got nothing against them. Right. <laughs> and this was probably unfamiliar to you. It wasn't a hit or yeah. I don't. Something. I don't remember that song. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a good drive. Mm -hmm. I like it. Go, go on to the next one. Okay, so let's listen to this one. This is from Robert Plant's first solo album called Pictures at 11 uh, uh -huh. from, I don't know, 81 or something. And it's called Burning Down One Side. Is Robert Plant from uh, The Who? Led Zeppelin. Uh, I could have flipped a coin on those two. Mm. Not because of their band sounds, just because I, I confused the names of the members. Mm -hmm. And the, they're the curly, blonde, long-haired singers. Yeah, who's the, who's the, the Who guy? Uh, Roger Daltrey. Oh, yeah, yeah, Roger, Robert, yeah. <laughs> the thing that struck me as odd at first was I thought, oh, man, Robert Plant's voice really, really went up high. <laughs> <laughs> but then after talking with you about it, <laughs> I was yeah. thinking of Robert Palmer. Yeah, Robert Palmer. <laughs> 
with the supermodels. With the addicted to love mm-hmm. video. Yeah. <laughs> Different people altogether. Yeah. Plant. But that did remind me of <laughs> of last week when you were talking about Billy Squire. Mm. <laughs> and I used to always get Billy Squire and Billy Idol confused. Right. Uh, is you know when I'd hear the name, not sure. the music. <laughs> Very so, different, yeah. <laughs> much the so. same way as these two, actually. Now that I mm. think about it, uh, in, in the same, almost the same. Uh, yeah. Like Robert Plant is to Billy Squire as <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Robert Palmer is to Billy Idol. <laughs> almost. Uh, that's a that's, that's an SAT question for sure. Yeah, yeah. SA, the SAT for old nerds. <laughs> I've never been a, a, a big fan of Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. So, meh, their sound is is what it is. Mm-hmm. I recognize it. Uh, some of the some of the things that come on, I'm like getting a almost a nostalgic feel from them, but uh, not that I still like the tunes or yeah. ever, right? You know, but um, I appreciate their point in history. Mm-hmm. That that continues. Well, this is always so. I, I've always liked this album, but I I uh, I like him, and I go in and out of liking <laughs> the the solo albums a bit more or a bit less just depends mm-hmm. on the iteration. I respect that he tries to evolve and change his mm-hmm. sound uh, when he comes out yeah, with something. Did, it's did it's almost change. always a little different than what he's done before. Mm-hmm. What, what was this one called again? Burning Down One Side. Burning Down One Side, okay. Mm-hmm. And I could not understand a word when <laughs> it came out, and I, yeah. I still I have to look at the lyrics to really get it but yeah i don't um, i don't know what he's what he's talking about but i've always been i've always found it compelling i i like it a lot it's again another one of those that just randomly pops into my head i don't remember where hmm. I, it may have been a, a similar deal where i just thought of it one day yeah which is strange but it's cool to have something from the 80s that isn't on every 80s playlist yeah for sure uh, so i was happy about that <laughs> it almost reminded me of uh don't you, you know, forget about me. With Simple Minds? Yeah. yeah. Just, a, it was like a hint. It would be almost like this one was a, a forerunner of that one in, in chord structure. Hmm. If I'm, uh, if I'm thinking clearly about that. Hmm. But it might have just been a, a feeling. There's a, uh, it's not a direct really music connection. keyboard guitar wash. It's not as uh, rock and roll guitar as this one. Yeah. Just something there. Got me. Okay. So moving on. It's just a, I, I, I mean, I think it's just a simple love song as far as I can tell. Oh, burn it down one side. Burn it down one side. It's it's because uh, I, I need your love. Yes, I need your love. You know that that yeah. line. I don't. Mm. I don't know. Trying trying to get his trying to get his baby to stay, but I don't. What what side is he burning down, and why? I I always thought it was one side of the record. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know for sure. I don't know why it's called that. All right, fair enough. Maybe he doesn't either. <laughs> Might have been a. One of those things where, like, um, I'm trying to trying to remember some classical composers. They did symphony number one, symphony number two, blah blah blah. And then the the, um, the editors and publishers would come up with a name. Now we need something here. Let's spice it up a little bit. Let's call it the uh, the London Symphony. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. Beethoven says, "Well, you don't understand my work at all." Right. <laughs> Not that he had a London Symphony, but mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. A lot of them were were named uh, right posthumously or oh, uh, I see. right, sure. Or, or even just you know on on publishing and right. even back back in the olden times they they had the final say mm-hmm. <laughs> because they were the ones that were putting it out there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so moving on to Stuart Copeland, who I almost always like, mm-hmm. former drummer for the Police. For yeah. those of you that are, I not mean, aware. former is a tricky <laughs> word. They keep 
you know, doing these reunions, but oh, do they? of various yeah, yeah. types. Yeah, every once in a while. I mean, together. reunions to, to, yeah, I guess so. Sure. Once they didn't break up a la Beatles or Eagles. I don't think they decided they would stay broken up after this last reunion. It, I think it was the sort of farewell tour or they their goodbye tour. I forget what it is, mm-hmm. but uh, you never know. Yeah. They're musicians and that's just what they love to do. So they're all, they're all still alive. <laughs> yeah. Once a police, always a police. Yeah, police man. Kinda. What is the equalizer? Busy. Dot dot. I'm just seeing these titles on um, mm-hmm. on the Spotify list. So well, he did the, get a dot dot dot. He did the theme for the TV show, The Equalizer. Edward Woodward. <laughs> yeah, it was a good show. For, it was for good. Time. And yeah, for a, for a couple of seasons, I would say, at least. And Yeah. Ooh, very gritty. We, we liked to watch it. We enjoyed it. And, mm-hmm. and he didn't... I don't think he did all the incidental music for the show, but he did probably a few leitmotifs and the theme mm-hmm. and yeah. maybe the pilot. I don't, I don't know. And mm-hmm. uh, whoever took over just sort of riffed on that, as far as mm-hmm. I recall. I don't think it was his job to score the series because mm-hmm. that's a lot of that's yeah, a lot he'd of be, stuff. He would have been busy, yeah. I would imagine. Oh yeah, but uh, but yeah, that was a very different theme, real sort of gritty and dark and you know steam filled alleyway look to it, but full of the, that sort of electronic drum mm-hmm. cornucopia that was being uh, released at the time. All those yeah. beatboxes and little machines that you could push buttons on. <laughs> To, to make sounds, including melodies. We need a little grittier version of the uh, Miami Vice theme. <laughs> yeah. But not quite as happy as... Um, mm-hmm. oh, cue the theme from... Ion Springfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ion Springfield. There we go. It was Ion on LA. Right. Was what it was modeled after. Yeah. And it was uh, spot on there. On the, mm-hmm. the music and the video montage of the theme. Hello, I'm Kent Brockman, and this is Ion Springfield. <laughs>
infotainment. But it's very, it, it is in that vein of the Miami Vice theme too. Yeah. Whereas the Equalizer theme, there's weird tonality in there. There's weird dissonance mm -hmm. that you don't normally get. Just yeah. strange Stuart Copeland changes, <laughs> mm -hmm. which he started to explore um, you know, and incorporate African music into his thing uh, mm -hmm. in 1985, I want to mm -hmm. say, that just before this, when he did The Rhythmatist. And they don't have The Rhythmatist on Spotify, or I would have put that in, but I went into a rabbit hole for a while, so I mm -hmm. figure it counts. But I was, I was actually listening to The Rhythmatist. Maybe I'll put that in there from YouTube, one of those things. I, you must have heard me play it, because I, oh, sure. I wore that tape out. Was that, was that the name of the tape? I just remember yeah. Stuart Copeland. No, The Rhythmatist. So, yeah, that's a good album. I liked it a lot. Mm -hmm. Like it a lot. I haven't heard it in a long time, but I, I, yeah, you wore that out and I played it If you thought about it, myself. you probably could remember some snippets of the singing, at least, the African uh, stuff. Anything's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so off the top of my head, but, but things would yeah. know, bounce right back in my memory. Oh, it's just more it. clips. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> He's great. I've always liked him. Every once in a while I think about him. You know who I always like is, uh, I love Steely Dan's voice. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> You'll make that yeah. joke every time they come up on the show. Uh, I do in real life, too. Andrea Dory, isn't that the one they did the song about? Edmund Fitzgerald. I love Edmund Fitzgerald's voice. <laughs> no, Gordon Lightfoot was the singer. Edmund Fitzgerald was the ship. I think Gordon Lightfoot was the boat. Yeah, and it was rammed by the Cat Stevens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's very dad-like. I commend you. <laughs> Thank you. So this is this is um, FM by Steely right. Dan. Yeah, not on any album, just uh, a one-off for the soundtrack of the film, I believe, of the same name. Oh, really? Huh. Thanks, that's true. Just did it directly for direct to film. That's yes, interesting. just a single. Mm, a single. Um, and they, I don't hear it on any playlist the same way I hear Reeling in the Years or mm -hmm. Deacon a Peg Jones. or what? Deacon Jones. Deacon Jones. Yeah, Deacon yeah. Deacon Blues. Sorry. I mean, Deacon <laughs> Blues. Deacon um, Blues. That is on a current playlist. In fact, there's some some playlist that's a, full of 70s tunes now at the store. So mm. that is on it. But FM is only in my head when I remember it. Hmm. But I, I do. Uh, I do did you see head. the movie or is it just on? No. It just never comes saw on. Or no interest on. whatsoever in seeing the film. Okay. But it was a high, just a high play single that came out when, around the movie time? Oh, sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like everything they did. But mm -hmm. for some reason, I don't know, it just came into my head. There's probably a theme in there that did. It's great. 
it sounds very much like uh, Steely Dan mm-hmm. to me. You know, the so epitome, almost. Yeah, I don't uh, find anything too remarkable about it. At least, mm-hmm. again, these are just 30-second clips that I'm... I don't know about again. Well, these are 30-second clips from Spotify that I'm able to, yeah. uh, to listen to for show purposes. There's some sweet background harmony vocals. There's uh, some cynical lyrics. There's some syncopation. There's an acoustic piano, you know, mm. with the other keyboards. It's all the stuff that Steely Dan does. Mm-hmm. Very precise and crisp production. Yeah, for sure, as mm-hmm. usual. Yeah. As per usual. As per usual. Mm-hmm. So I, my, my little wannabe recording engineer ears love to hear that as much mm-hmm. as yeah, the, just the raw stuff straight out of the box. Yeah, if you like Steely Dan, you'll be fine with it. If you... <laughs> if you dislike Steely Dan, then you will not. Thank Christ, there was only a little bit of it. <laughs> cue, <laughs> cue uh, the dude saying how much he hates the Eagles. <laughs> no, we already did that. <laughs> Put uh, that in there already. I saw him, uh, saw Jeff Bridges on uh, Against All Odds several days ago. Mm-hmm. It was on, and I thought, huh, Jeff Bridges, eh? <laughs> okay. And he was supposedly playing this uh, almost washed up football player due to mm-hmm. injury, like pro football player. Yeah. He played for the Outlaws. Mm-hmm. And he was getting screwed over by management, uh, ownership, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and he was supposedly a, a this great receiver. At one point, he was running down the beach pretending to catch a ball, you know, just sort of reliving a, a moment in his head. And I said, yeah, that guy is not... Uh... <laughs> his acting is... Excellent, except when he's doing something to imitate a uh, professional football player. Uh-uh. Just the <laughs> way he runs doesn't make sense. Right. He's got a, kind of an arm out on one side. And I don't think he was much of a runner. Hmm. Sprinter, yeah. anyway. You have to practice. So, if I have one criticism of Jeff Bridges, <laughs> <laughs> that might be the only one. Bill Hader does an excellent impression of, of Jeff Bridges. Ah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to... Just, just because you're right doesn't mean you're not an asshole. Yeah, that's right. That's what I feel like right mm-hmm. now. Because, like, like, can I criticize Jeff Bridges? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's an American treasure. Can if you feel it, you can, man. Well, let's move on to an Icelandic treasure. Yeah. Bjork's debut album right. had this song called One Day. Yeah, and her debut which... album was her debut album in a sense. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's her first solo as well. Okay, let's listen. Okay.
it's still my favorite Bjork song, I think. I really, really like the sentiment uh, and I sort of remind myself that it's, uh, things are okay with that song. Mm. And I was on the way to work and came into my head and luckily I had the slight Wi-Fi connection to download it before I got <laughs> very far. Mm -hmm. So I, I was able to listen to it on my way into work, literally. Yeah. Uh, yes. Walking in the door. That's good. Good way to start a shift. All right. It didn't do anything for me. I'm not a Bjork fan, per se. Uh, she's great. All right. <laughs> do you not like her voice? Is that the thing? Um, yeah, she yodels a little bit much. Oh, I see. Sure. Yeah, she's okay. There's a lot of stress of her voice. There's a lot of mm -hmm. manipulation yeah. as she goes of tonality. It's, I so. mean, I, I appreciate her talent. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. She's another one that experiments all over the place. It's, it's, uh, yeah, that, that is interesting admirable. to me. I, I mm -hmm. do hear a lot of variety in the sound, uh, yeah. not just her vocal sound, but the, the backing tracks and so forth. Yeah. That's at some point going so admirable. far out there that it's just strange mm -hmm. when she puts it out and then other people get influenced by it and it's less strange over time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's always some things that are, are accessible, I would say. Mm -hmm. on any on any specific album yeah i'll always give it a shot um, yeah this is I, I think this is still my favorite of hers mm -hmm. and then last but not least so far on the list I, i'll probably add a couple more but yeah for now <laughs> this, this is one you know very well <laughs> um i had to stop it i was just listening to, okay so this is hide and seek yeah the live from the hollywood bowl version of uh, by chuck mangione yeah yeah <laughs> an evening of magic no, uh, that would cause you to chuckle. How you doing out there? I'm Chuck Mangione. You know, even celebrities have to hunt for bargains. That's why I go to the Megalomart, where shopping feels so good. I love that he did those mm -hmm. cameos on um, on King of the Hill. Mm -hmm. That it wasn't just <laughs> just something, you know, like some shows, they'll have, you know, the spokesperson or whoever they they do as a lark for for a product or something but then he he just ran with it and he was yeah apparently totally okay with it right. so that was great because it went for i think quite a long time before mm -hmm. the he, he actually appeared vocally on the show uh, uh -huh. king of the hill mm -hmm. i think it was <laughs> i was surprised that oh he really is oh anyway so this is hide and seek unfortunately for for the clip that i'm listening to it starts with this just wild soprano sax solo oh. which i don't care for <laughs> But uh, but after that it's okay. I'm gonna continue here listening. Mm -hmm. Glasses uh, shattering high note there. Mm -hmm. I think they must have done some kind of processing with it. It seems a, a little a little chorused or something mm -hmm. on there that that soprano sax solo. But it just uh, that thing just keeps on going. But yeah. but boy, he had a good band.
He did. They were those guys are, are monster back. players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kept them for a long time. I think uh, mm-hmm. Chris Badala, who did the sax, the, the woodwinds for him, basically mm-hmm. was part of his quartet. And then this live show seemed like it was a slightly bigger band. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense that they would for that show, mm-hmm. that album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, he had five I mean, or six I, at some point. But yeah, I thought they had some extra players. Anyway, uh, regardless, Grant Geisman. Mm-hmm. Chris Vidala, and who was the bass player? Charles Meeks, I want to say. I think that's right. And Mm -hmm. then the keyboard player, I can't remember. So anyway, uh, this is an album that our mom had because she was a a big fan. I was just looking up uh, um, a version of Hide and Seek to see if I could get past the sax solo there Uh to get a better clip. Yeah, it was Charles Meeks was the bassist there. The Meat Man. The Meat Man. (laughs) Uh, Knocking it out there. Mm -hmm. And Chuck Mangione's playing flugelhorn, of course, Mm -hmm. and uh, some piano. And then he's got Chris Vidala on winds. He's got a uh, a drummer, bass, guitar, and then another keyboard player. Right. A keyboard player. But Hide and Seek wasn't one that I thought of from the album, Hmm. Live at the Hollywood Bowl. Many of the other ones. It's really a a major I've always been meh on all the hits that he had. The stuff that you're playing on radio, I, was, I could care less. But huh. when they start jamming, they're a world-class combo. Certainly. Not that they aren't before. It's just I wasn't interested in that stuff. Yeah. And I really, really like the instrumental jazz stuff. Well, I guess mm-hmm. it's all instrumental. <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> I like the more technical jazz stuff. Yeah. Give them, give them room to operate. Yeah. So yeah. this was... I'm um, very nearly the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Other than appreciative, sure. you know, of their, their monster talents. Right. Abilities, but no, I like a good melody. I like to be comfy. I like to be cozy. Right. Same, but I didn't care much for uh, Chuck Mangione for that. It was okay. <gasps> like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I'll happily listen to it, but I wouldn't go seek it out. We kind of grew up with this in a way. Yep. From mm-hmm. 10 and 11 ish, 11 or 12 ish. Okay. Through 20. So it's mm-hmm. sort of there. Yeah, definitely a, a um, an iconic album cover mm-hmm. from our past. Right. Just seeing it there on the shelf or on the old record player. On the cinder block and wood plank shelves. Mm-hmm. shelves. Yeah, sure. All right. Well, on that note, hey, yeah. hey, if you want to send us an email about your musical tastes mm-hmm. or what you think of this particular sh- playlist, you can send it to bros at it's just called twobrothers.com. Yeah. If you use Twitter, you can tweet at us at IJC2B. Mm-hmm. And you blog, you know, a bunch of times at yeah. MarcusHarwell.com. Most days. We'll see. If I get so it, you say. If I do it again today, it'll be three in a row, and maybe that's Ooh, maybe that'll start the trend again. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, what's it called? In the zone. Mm-hmm. The flow. The flow. Yeah. yeah flow. Trouble is, changing schedule means really have to plan stuff out if I want any time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't. I didn't want to just you know knock one out. Right. Plenty of people do that. So. Want to be meaningful to you. Uh, yeah. It doesn't mean profound. I can't do it quickly, but. I don't want to force myself to do it anymore. So I, I, I've done it that way, and that's fine. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going for a record. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm trying to approach meaningfulness. Indeed. <laughs> Should I cut that back? I'm trying to approach meaning. <laughs> Maybe you're trying to approach me. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to approach mm. <laughs> Ah, Now we're back. Now we're back to, to Jeff Goldblum. As well. Hmm.